Way to go. Thank you guys so much, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for helping us to prepare for getting us ready to hear not only just who Jesus is, but just how much he loves us. You know, we have been preparing for a birth. We have walked with Mary and Joseph. When Joseph learned that his fiancée was pregnant and he was in the dilemma of what do I do, we walked with him through the dream of where the angel of the Lord came to him and said, it is okay. And we saw his decision where he decided to be the earthly father of a heavenly child. We have walked with Mary as she learned while she was still a virgin that she was going to be with child. We, have, we learned about her purity. We learned about her child. We learned that, that she spoke to God and said, Be as you wish. Let it be as you wish. I will be the mother to the Son of God. And Joseph, you helped us to reflect on, did she really know all that was encompassed in agreeing to give birth to this baby? And now, we are with the angels. Let's back, let's go ahead and open our Bibles. Let's turn them to the book of Luke, chapter 2. The scripture says in chapter 2, verse 8, Now there were in the same country. Now where is the same country? The same country is Bethlehem. The same country is the place where this baby that we've been learning was going to be born has been born. And so in the same country, in the same place, the scripture says that there were some shepherds. They were living out in the fields. They were keeping watch over their flock by night. And that's just a fancy way of saying they were doing their job. They, and behold, while they were there doing their job, it says in, in the next verse 9, And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you Good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem let, and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. Now when they had seen, them, they made wi seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at the things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. 
Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them. This baby that we've been hearing about has now been born. This baby that we are told is not only a child, but the child of God, the Savior of the world. He was prophesied about all the way back in the Old Testament. Isaiah said, Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bring forth a son, and you will call his name. We know any time a baby's born, everybody wants to show up and see the baby. And there's certain questions that, that, that are asked of it. How long is it? How much did it weigh? We pull their hands out from under the little swaddling blanket to see, do they have five fingers? We look down and find out if they have five toes. Because it's exciting when there's the birth of a child. This is no different. Even though this child was special, his birth and the excitement of the people was normal also. But we learn who was there. We know Mary and Joseph were there, obviously. They were there by decision. They agreed that they would be the earthly parents to this child. They were there. They were loving, adoring him. But the scripture says that not only did we see Mary and Joseph there, that shows us that moms and dads and families need Christ. But then we find out that the angel was there. The angel was there to announce, hey guys, guess what? He's here. He's here. In fact, one of my favorite lines in the greatest Christmas pageant ever is when the herdmans are, are there and they, they're being told to say glory to God in the highest. They go, hey, a baby's born. And they do it in a, in a crazy brogue, but they wanted you to know that the baby was here. So not only do we see Mary and Joseph and angels, we would read on and find out that Simeon and Anna were there. That shows us that, that not only did Jesus come for people who were irreligious or not religious, but He came for those who were dedicated to God. We all need a Savior. We keep reading and we find out, and what we just read is that the shepherds came. Now these shepherds were interesting people. Shepherds were the lowest of the low. You know that. They were the ones that nobody wanted. They could not even testify in a court of law. They were the ones that, that when people looked at them, they went, ooh, shepherd. But yet the Bible says that, that God came to them to make the announcement that the Savior of the world, the one that had been prophesied about, was born. It was a hillside encounter while they were living their life. You see, ladies and gentlemen, we learned from this that oftentimes we sit around and say, speak, Lord, speak, Lord, speak, Lord. When are you going to speak? And God says, as you go about your normal life, look for me, anticipate me, watch for me, and I will come to you. The Scripture says if we seek Him, we'll find Him. The Scripture even says that He not only will we, if we seek Him, we'll find Him, but He came to seek us out. So many times I believe that, that we live our lives thinking that God is right around the next corner and every time we get to that corner, He runs to the next one. Or He runs behind a tree and says, na 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 you can't catch me. And God says, oh no, 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 no. It is so the opposite of that. Not only can you catch me, but I'm the one chasing you. 
So these shepherds were out in the field. They were doing their job. And as we just kind of walk through this story and let it unfold for us, there are things that we learn about these shepherds. The first thing that we learn is about their vocation. Now, obviously, by the name shepherd, we know what they do. They herd sheep. But in this story, we see the predicament of man. The vocation of the shepherd tending sheep is one of the pictures in the Bible that has a great deal of meaning. David was a shepherd. It was while he was shepherding the sheep that he wrote Psalm 23 that said to us, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. So a shepherd and a sheep paint a picture of God's relationship to his people. Isaiah 53, 6 says, All we like sheep have gone astray. It is not a compliment to be a sheep. It is not something that we go, oh wow, he let me be a sheep. No, he was painting a picture. He was showing me something. He said, hey sheep, you need a shepherd. And why does a sheep need a shepherd? Because sheep are dumb. They're not intelligent creatures. You can train all kinds of animals. You can train a dog. You can train an elephant. But you can't train a sheep. I think the reason that God showed us the picture of us being sheep is even though He instructs us and even though He says, here's the reward if you follow me, we do not receive the training and yet we like sheep still go astray. We still walk our own path. We still think we have it figured out. We still believe that we're the ones that if we just trust in our knowledge, trust in our finances, trust in our people skills, trust in our whatever, education, that it's going to be okay, and I'll just ask you so many times, how's that working out for you? See, the Bible tells us that God opposes the proud, but He gives grace to the humble. And the picture of humanity that we see in the shepherd is a humble individual. An individual that did not hold a place in life, but yet God spoke to them. Sheep. What do we know about sheep? Why do they need a shepherd? Sheep are not intelligent. Sheep do not have direction. It's easy for them to get lost. They walk with their heads down, eating the next blade of grass that's in front of them. Not looking to see if there's a cliff that they could fall off of. Not looking to see if there's danger lurking in their presence. But they're just walking and eating, meeting the next need in their life. And so many times in our lives we begin to live and we begin to walk and we begin to do and we'll say, well, what do I feel like doing right now? What is the thing that I need right now? And we're walking and the scripture says that Satan is like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And if it were not for the shepherd who was there with his staff and there with his defenses guarding the sheep, they would all perish. Sheep tell us that We don't use the intelligence that God gave us. Sheep tell us that we are defenseless. Sheep tell us that we are directionless. You see, when we look at this story of the shepherds, we see the predicament of man, but we see the provision of God. In fact, as we look at it, the scriptures, Jesus tells us that he is the good shepherd. In John 10, in Hebrews 13, he's called the great shepherd. In 1 Peter 5, 4, he's called the chief shepherd. But interestingly enough, as we 
keep looking at this story. The shepherd became the lamb. So why would the shepherd become the sheep? Because if you go all the way back to the Old Testament, the sheep was the sacrifice. The sheep was the one that was slaughtered so that the blood could be spilled, so that the sin could be forgiven. And the shepherd knew us so well. He knew that we did not have and would not utilize our knowledge. He knew that we were directionless. He knew that we were defenseless. And he knew that he had to come and dwell among us, that he had to become one of us to save us from our sin, to save us from ourselves. We see the provision of God. John 1.29 says, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Jesus came for us. You know, when we look at this story, we see the, the vocation of the shepherds. We see the vision of the shepherds. Let's go back to chapter 2, verse 9, where we read it and it says to us, And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. These shepherds, they looked up. They saw the angels. They saw the vision. They saw what was happening around them. But isn't it interesting? There's that phrase again. They were afraid. Remember Mary was afraid. There's a lot of times that God's going to step into your life. He's going to intersect where you are and where He wants you to be. And He's going to ask you to follow Him. And fear is going to well up in you and say, But God, if I trust you, what if? God, if I follow you, what will happen? And He says, Trust me, watch me, follow me, and I will lead you there. These, these shepherds, they saw the angels. These shepherds, it says, they saw the glory of the Lord. The glory of the Lord shone around them. And you say, is that such a big deal? Yeah, it's a big deal because for 400 years the glory of the Lord had not been seen. It says that he was silent. And now, out of nowhere, here he is, the glory of the Lord. The one who had been silent is speaking and saying, I am here. And I want to tell you today... He has not stopped speaking. He's speaking right now and he says that I want to step into your life. I want you to follow me. I want to lead you. I want to guide you. I want to, to show you all that I am. John 1.14 says, The Word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld His glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. The angels were afraid because they, I mean, the shepherds were afraid because they were seeing supernatural things. These angels, while they were living, these, ugh, I'm so sorry, these shepherds, while they were living their life and they were doing their job and there were visited by God. When they saw the angels, they saw the glory of God. They heard the message. Fear not, for unto you is born. I bring you good tidings of great joy. There's our word, the gospel. It is the good news. 
It says that the angel was joined by many angels. It says a host. It was an army. They were declaring that Jesus had been born. The one that had been prophesied about was here. And it says in verse 14, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace and goodwill towards men. Oftentimes when you're sharing the gospel with someone, you say that, that Jesus was the bridge between God and man. Jesus is the bridge between heaven and earth. And this is the first picture we have of that because when the angels came to the shepherds, they said, for you today has been born. God spoke from heaven through his angels down to humanity and said, he is here. The bridge has been laid. Now you follow him and you can come to me. It is there for us. The birth of Jesus touches heaven. It touches earth. It touches heaven in that the birth of Christ has the angels singing glory to God. And it touches earth in that those who receive Christ as their Savior, there is peace and goodwill. There should be gratefulness in us as we look on the birth of Christ, as we celebrate Him. Because the scripture says that when Adam did what he did, there was enmity between God and man. There was separation. But when Jesus did what he did, there was a bridge for recovery. There was a bridge for hope. There was a bridge for salvation. You see, we've got these angels. We see their vocation. We see their vision. In that they heard the message of the gospel. They saw the glory of the Lord. In their fear they decided to follow him. And that's what leads us to his visit. Look at verse 15. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven. That the shepherds said to one another. Let us now go to Bethlehem. Remember we just heard that they were afraid right? They were in fear. But in the middle of their fear, they decided that they would listen to their faith. And they got up and they went. It says that they got up and they went. Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass. These shepherds, they went to meet Jesus. In verse 16, it says, and they went with haste. Isn't that interesting? God spoke to them. And they didn't sit around and say, well, you know, one day I'm going to get up and go. No, it says that they thought about it and they went. They put their eyes on Him. Their fear, they put it aside. They said, God, you're enough. You're able. You're big. We don't understand it all because, see, they didn't even know what to call it. They called it a thing. This thing. That we've heard about. Let's go see it. <laughs> they went to meet Jesus. But keep reading. And they came with haste. And they found Mary and Joseph. And the babe. Jesus. Lying in a manger. Verse 17 says. Now when they had seen him, they made it known. 
It's just a normal night. People are living life. Angels pop up out of heaven and start saying, Hey, the baby's born. The shepherds are scared. Oh no, everybody do it with me. (gasps) Ooh, what am I going to do? There they are. They were scared. But the angel said, hey, this is what's happened. In the middle of their fear, they chose faith. They got up and they went to where they were. It says when they got there, they found what they were told would be there. They worshipped. They accepted. And when they left, they didn't keep it quiet. They walked and said, hey, I've seen him. You know, the prophet said it was going to happen. It did. He's here. There was a birth announcement that was made. When I grew up, growing up in Dawson, Georgia, we had a paper that came out every Thursday. And it was basically just a recount of everybody's life. Because the town was small enough and the news was so little that you could do it. And then there was one section there, there were birth announcements. And it would say, born on this day to these people, there was this child. The shepherds were telling the story. That baby that was born in Bethlehem. The invitation is still the same. Come and see him. Behold who he is. Behold what he's done. Behold what he stands for, if you will. And then after you meet him, go and tell. You think about it. What are the lessons? What are the takeaways? What are the, what are the things from a story that we read that's true, the narrative here? What are the things that we can take away with us and use on Monday? First of all, we see that these shepherds, they had fear. I've already told you that you're going to have times in your life when God speaks to you and God speaking to you makes you afraid. I want you to, what could it be? Let's just think just a minute. I want you to receive me as your Savior. Wait a minute, God. If I trust you, that means I'm giving up control. If I trust you, that means that, that I may be admitting I'm weak. And Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, I'll give you rest. The angel said, don't be afraid, for what is happening today is real. And so this morning, each one of us are going to have the opportunity. We have to choose fear, or we choose fear, or we choose faith. From the shepherds, we learn to choose faith. Satan will tell you to feel guilty about your fear. I think God says it's okay to be afraid. It's not wrong to be afraid. It's just what are you going to do in the middle of it. So that's a takeaway. Today, I choose faith. In the middle of my fear that's real, in the middle of my fear that God says, gives us examples of it, I choose you, God. Not only do we see that the shepherds responded with fear, And they let the fear be overcome by faith. We see in verse 15 that they responded with community. Look at it. So it was 
when the angels had gone away from them, that the shepherds said one to another. Isn't that interesting? They had a life group. They had a small group. They had a life group. They had a small group. And they said, you know what? We've heard these things about God. In fact, we were sitting among a large group. It says the heavenly host, the army. Now that we've heard this big announcement in a large group, let's break off to the side and discuss it. Have conversation about it. You see, ladies and gentlemen, large group is good and I'm glad you're here. But in that small group, it's where we can be challenged in our faith. In that small group, it's where we can discern. In that small group, it's where we can say, you know what? Here's my thought on it. What is yours? What does the Bible say? So the angels taught us what to do. I mean, the shepherds taught us what to do with fear. The shepherds taught us how to live in community. They responded with urgency. Look at verse 16. And they came with haste. And I've had conversations with people where they say, one day, pastor, someday, pastor, um, you know, that's a good conversation and, and I'm going to process it. I think processing has kept a lot of people away from God. Because there are things about God you won't ever explain. There are things about God you won't understand. In fact, the, the scripture says that there are mysteries and some things won't be understood until we're in heaven. But this morning, what is God speaking to you? What is it that's holding you back? Have you been afraid of it that it has caused you not to step to God? Have you been afraid of, of walking into a group? Because if you walk into the group, they're going to know you. Hey, guess what? We're all sinners. We've all gone astray. We all have, a point, have come to a point and place where we realize that who we were was not enough. And that saved Jesus, it was in the tank. These shepherds said, in your fear, have faith. In your insecurity, step into life with people. Let's do life together. They said, do it today. With haste, get up. Don't miss Jesus. Don't miss the God life. Don't miss the opportunity to behold Him. They responded with sharing. It says after they went and they saw. So after they responded in faith. After they, after they overcame their fear. After they went to a small group and, and got encouraged. And after they went to a small group and got understanding. It says that they urgently got up and did it. And then they went and told somebody about what God had done for them. Look at verse 17. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning the child. They responded with worship. Look at verse 20. Then the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them. They became a river, not a reservoir. 
They didn't just take it in. They let it flow out. And the result of letting Jesus flow through you is worship. It's corporate worship. It's individual worship. It's it's that moment that we get to say, wow, God, it's true. (laughs) Have you ever been there? I mean, you, you heard it, and you thought about it, and you thought, man, if that really was real, it would be cool. And then you overcome your fear, and you step out in faith, and you go, wow. Are you looking for a wow moment this Christmas? You're not going to find it at TJ Maxx, Sam's, Macy's, Dillard, Neiman Marcus, or the Apple Store. That's not going to be your wow. Because that wow will fade. I have these things. They're called AirPods. I take it. I stick it in my ear. And it makes a little ha ha. And then after it makes the little ha ha sound, I tap it twice. And I say, call Benjamin Korea. Ben, your phone better be on. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Hey, Ben, how are you? Man, it's good to see, by the way, it's good to see you today. Thanks for being at church. That is a temporary wow. For that moment, it's pretty good. But... Yesterday, I called Ben, and he did not answer. That was not a wow. All the technology and everything that I had was okay. But you know who does? Jesus is there. And in the middle of my sin, he steps in and he says that I forgive you. When I fail, he says, confess your sin. If you confess your sin, I will... He does something. He says, I will con- if you confess your sin, He will forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Yes. That's a wow. When you're afraid, He says, I will comfort you. When you're tired, I will give you rest. When life is falling apart, He says, I will put it back together. When my child is not well, He says, I'm there with you. When I don't know what's going on in my family, he's there. So I guess we got to go back to where those shepherds were. They were afraid. And in their fear, they responded by faith. You get the opportunity this morning to respond by faith to come to Christ. Some of us, I fear, is trust, it really is trusting Him the first time as Savior. Would you do it today? For some of us, it's the fear of, of connecting with a group of people, of really being known. Would you decide today to, to connect to the church, connect to the, to the body of Christ? For some, it's the fear of trusting Him with my possessions. 
or guilt or past or whatever it is. You know, for some, it's the fear of commitment. Man, you don't know how many times, Pastor, I have said, God, today's the day, and I'm going to be there today, and I'm going to make this change today. And you make the change, and then tomorrow you falter, and you say, it's just the same thing. It's It's a cycle I'm in. One of the best things my wife ever taught me about walking with God is that His mercy is new every morning. You know, I may have failed yesterday. But I can wake up today and I can say, God, here I am. And he says, yes, here you are. It's a new day. Would you come to Jesus today? Maybe for the first time. Maybe for the second or the tenth time. He's still there. He's still waiting. Would you join a body of believers? We would say, would you join Mount Zion Baptist Church and do life with us? Perhaps you need prayer. It's just where it is right now. Somebody pray for me. We'd like to do that. So, fathers, we have this opportunity to to learn, and then we have this opportunity to respond. God, I pray that we will follow this example of choosing faith over fear of of living life together, that we would have a sense of urgency, that we would not be afraid to stand up and say, this is what I saw, this is Jesus, He is real. And would it culminate in worship? Father, thank you. So we have another song. Our choir is going to stand and sing and lead us. And I'm going to invite you to stand when they do. And then you have a choice this morning. If you've not ever accepted Christ as your Savior, would you choose Him? Let faith rule over fear and come and say, I want to follow Christ. I want to be with Him. For some of you, it's the decision to join the church. Would you come? For some, it's a cry. Lord, I need help. And I'm, I believe, I'm trusting that you are the answer. So, Father, as we sing, we also respond. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.